Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. A fake political announcement. Last week, you may have heard ads on this program promoting Franklin W. Dixon for state representative. After voting tabulations, it appears that Franklin W. Dixon was soundly defeated in his election attempt yesterday. What are you talking about? I didn't lose. You did, sir. (laughs) Did not. I don't know where you get your information, buddy boy. The Department of Elections. Well, who paid them off? Some years ago. A clinical psychiatrist named Elizabeth Kubler-Ross wrote of the five stages of grief, or as it is sometimes called, the five stages of receiving catastrophic news. I did not lose. The first of these stages is denial. I, that's not true. I'm not in denial. I'm just st- stating the facts, bud. And I won that election fair and square. Mr. Dixon. And, and, and nobody, Mr. nobody's going to take that away from me. Mr. Now, they, Dixon. They, 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 I don't know where the Department of Elections... Paid for Franklin W. Dixon for State Representative Committee. Mr. Dixon. Mr. Dixon. I won that election fair and square. And away we go. You know who used to say that? Jackie Gleason. Oh, you? Yeah, boy, we are old. Aren't I we? am a lot older than I look. Yeah. I'm about 89 years old. Are you old enough to remember the Jackie Gleason show? Yes. Just who he was. Oh. Do you remember the guy that he had on? His real name was Frank Fontaine, but he always played a drunk guy. So the oh, bit, the yeah. bit every week would Jackie Gleason would be the bartender, and uh, he would come in and go. Oh, hi, you Mr. Donahue. <laughs> yeah. Hi, you Joe. It was this bit, and yeah. people loved it. Yeah. But he, uh, he, he, then he turned out that he was also a singer, so he'd be this really drunk guy, and then they'd say, hey, how about singing a song for us? <laughs> and then he'd do, do this amazing singing. That wasn't drunk at all. That wasn't yeah. drunk at all. Yeah. It's uh, sort of like uh, uh, the uh, Jim Neighbors, you know, the Gomer Pyle character, and then all of a sudden he's this basso profundo voice. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was it. always a huge mystery. Yeah. Huge mystery to us kids. Because we up, always watched Gomer Pyle. Yeah. And that's who we thought. We didn't know what, we didn't really understand what acting was. We thought that's who the people really were. And, and that, that's how the military really and worked. And that's how yeah. it worked. And then, <laughs> and then somebody said, hey, I found this Jim Neighbors album in my dad's collection. I don't think it's the same guy, but look, it looks just like him. Amor. It was very odd. Well, remember, we used to play, whenever we, we would get a first-time caller, I would take a snippet from Roberta Flack's, the first time ever I saw We'd just play that part. Right. And, uh, 
and I found the song on a Jim Neighbors album. So anytime somebody called our show for the first time, I would play this. The first time. Now that's funny right there. That's funny. He has a beautiful voice. Eh, kind of. Not the kind of voice you it's want to It's kind of like he's, like he's trying too hard, though. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I never, you don't have to be so theatrical about yeah, it. Yeah, I like voice. I like voices that have a little raggedy edge to them. You yeah. Know, kind of more of a... I don't know. It's almost like he's doing a parody of himself yeah. in a way. I don't yeah, know. he's not gonna. See, you're not gonna mistake him for Joe Cocker or vice versa. I don't think. So yeah, I am old enough to know who all those those people are, and mm. of course, I am joking about being in my 80s. But I have to tell you this story. It's happened to me at the drugstore a couple of weeks ago. But do, what do were you, you there for? Ointment. <laughs> do do you? Did it, can I tell you a story? I don't want to yes, get off Yes, let me tell my story first. This is oh, kind of how this I is. I wanted to tell mine first. <laughs> of course you can. Yes. I've decided to take your brother's advice and just make you shut tell up. Tell me to shut while up. I'm telling, yeah, okay. While I'm telling my story. So you're at the drugstore buying some ointment. So I'm at the drugstore buying some ointment. But what, it, what kind of ointment was it? Well, I'm actually buying wrinkle cream. I'm buying uh, over-the-counter lotion face lotion for Does wrinkles that stuff work well this is this is my point so i bring it up to the register and it just seems like people are getting younger and younger and younger who who are at the register at the right aid at the pharmacy mm-hmm. and this very mean, uh, the sweet clerks. the clerk very yeah. sweet girl she was maybe i don't know 19 very sweet not very bright just that typical kind of you know that's her job not forever but for now it is Okay, and I bring it up, and she she gets it, and she goes, and she grabs it, and she scans it, because that's all you have to do now. You don't have to actually put anything into the cash register like we used to have to do. We had to like look at the price and put it in correctly and make sure it all totaled up right. Not her; she just has to scan it. So she looks at it and she goes, "Oh wow, does this really work?" And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to see how far I can take this. And I looked at her and I said, well, yes, my dear, it does. I'm actually 82 years old. And she, just her face, just her jaw dropped. And then she went, ah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, that's great. That's it's, gr- it's really brilliant. I, I found that really the good. older I get, the older I just say I am. Because then people say, God, Pat, you look great. I would have never guessed you were 90. Yeah. So, but if you tell people, well, you know, I'm 50, they go, oh, God. Or they you go, look they'll way go, they'll older. Go. You look way older than that. But they wouldn't tell you that. No, but that's what I'm saying. If well, you here's just... the deal. Here's the other thing for me. I, speaking of Rite Aid, uh, I, I, they have some of the, you can get wine there. Cheap, oh, I know. Pretty cheap. Oh, I know. <laughs> See, don't you hate it when you do that to me? <laughs> no, I like it when you do it. <laughs> Just, I'm, it's obnoxious when I do it, but not when you do it. No, but you're right about. I'm so telling I, you the cheap so wine. I go, so cheap, I go there. Cheap yeah. Wine, so I go. Up. You go to check out, and they go, date of birth, please. Date of birth. <laughs> so I always go, um, nine sixteen seventy two. <laughs> and then and then I see them look up at me. <laughs> but they don't ask you to. They don't. You have to produce anything to verify your age. They don't. So they now just I'm, have to type now it I'm in going to... farther and farther out just to see, <laughs> you know, uh, nine sixteen eighty nine. <laughs> Has anybody said no? Wait not not a so far. Minute. I'm going to keep going until it's uh, nine sixteen two thousand eleven. <laughs> and 
And if well, the, he, but aren't they typing it into the computer? Well, that's so true. It's, then it's I calculating the, the Then they say, well, no, you're, you're only one year old. You can't have that wine. <laughs> you're right. That wouldn't work. I'll have to do a little better calculating. They, they card you at, I travel quite frequently, so I'm in a lot of airports. And thank God there's a lot of bars in every airport. And they make you go in. Um, that, that's pretty. That's pretty pricey, you know. I yeah. think it's better to go. You hit the Rite Aid but, store and then sneak that well, into the true, airport. But if I'm at the airport, but here's the thing: I didn't realize when I started doing all this business travel that that they card you no matter what. So I go into a, to the airport bar. Yeah, and I was say, initially mm. flattered by it. Oh yeah, and, and so, then you realize, oh, that doesn't. You can come in there. No, no. How's it going? <laughs> I, how, I need to see your age, sir. <laughs> so I'm 104. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I know. Can't they just tell? Can't you look at me? Yeah, isn't that well, pretty they, much ID? They can't go by looks on anything at the airport. I think. I that's... mean, they, they can have they can have um, a, a blind uh, little old woman with one leg. Uh, and no hands. No hands, and they'll still want to pat her down yeah. to see if she yeah. got a, you oh, know, know, might be carrying a weapon. I know, I know. Well, anyway, we we don't need to go there. But so my other Rite Aid story is that I go into Rite Aid because uh, I was going in there to get an uh, ointment. <laughs> what kind of ointment? Um, you asked me. Well, Just, um, do you have it on right now? Let me show. It. <laughs> I don't want to see. No, um, I don't want to see. I know what you're going to ask. Okay, me. it was hemorrhoidal and do, cream. And you do this every time. You go, do, can you want to look at this? <laughs> I don't want to look at it. Just look at it. No. Just see, tell me if you think it looks infected. Just look at it. Here, just let me take my shirt off. Just for a second. Does that look, does that look infected to you? It looks delicious. <laughs> it does? Yes. Oh. oh, that's sure a relief. Oh. So I'm in there buying this certain product this ointment and, minding my own business remember and, you always have to add minding my own business yeah right everybody, everybody minds their own business don't they but i really wasn't minding my own business because oh. i was paying attention to what the man who was buying uh, something in front of me was purchasing and here's this is the exchange at the counter okay he was buying a six pack of beer Yay. one of those big old honking bottles of multi-liter bottles of wine Okay, the cheap wine. Yeah, and he was getting one of those boxes of either Ho-Hos or Twinkies. I can't remember. <laughs> okay. He's getting a big old bag of Cheetos. <laughs> he was, what else was he getting? Oh, he was getting a multi-liter bottle of pop. Yeah. And he asked her for a carton of Sal- Salem's. <laughs> and then uh, he said, is that everything, I sir? I think he was and on she... his way to my house, I actually <laughs> think that was. He ran into my date. <laughs> he said, the clerk said, will that be everything, sir? He said, yes, that's everything. Oh, now, you know, you can save even more money if you brought your Rite Aid wellness card with you. <laughs> that's brilliant. Think about that place. <laughs> They're know. selling stuff that is bad for you. I know. Every other product at the at the drugstore is bad it for really you. It really is. Yeah. You're right. And then they have the, the, their little discount savings card for people who don't know. It does say the Rite Aid Wellness card. So, but going back, That's though. That's their you, loyalty that, club. Program, yes, exactly. So. <laughs> but you can get wine cheap there. I know. You and keep you, telling you me get, something. You, I... And you know what? You, know, you can buy uh, glue really cheap there, too. Why would I want glue? Oh, I guess that's just me that likes sniffing that. This portion of Peculiar Podcast is brought to you by Hutchins Baby Diapers. Our global mission is to remove dirty diapers everywhere on the planet and replace them 
with fresh new diapers. Hutchins Baby Diapers. We want to change the world. Peculiar Podcast continues in a moment. A fake political announcement. In the well-known Kubler-Ross Five Stages of Grief, Franklin W. Dixon, who lost his election bid to become state representative yesterday, is past the denial stage. What's going on anyway? This doesn't make any sense. It's wrong is what it is. Franklin W. Dixon is now in the anger stage. Anger? I'm not angry. Come here, announcer boy. I'll, sh- I'll show you anger. How's that feel? You like that? You ever, you ever had a wedgie before? Doesn't feel so good, does it? Y'all bet old Secretary of State Sam Reed isn't going to like it either, because that's where I'm going next right now. I'm going down there. Paid for Franklin W. Dixon for state... Oh, rep- shut up, blabbermouth. Here's a peculiar classic. This is Pointlessly Overdone Music Stab Theater. And now, Pointlessly Overdone Music Stab Theater. Hi, my name is Todd, and I'll be your server tonight. Sounds good, Todd. Have you had a chance to look at the menu yet? Yes, I have. Good. So what would you like? The meatloaf. Would you like anything to drink with that? I'll just have water. Okay. been pointlessly overdone music stab theater if you'd like to leave a comment regarding peculiar podcast call 425-522 burp that's b-o-r-p dialing backwards that's p-r-u-b-225-524 try it you know see what happens everybody's talking at me i don't hear words they're saying only the echoes of my mind. You remember uh, years ago on our radio show that I issued a challenge one time. I, we didn't call it this, but it was essentially was the Dirty Joke Challenge. Love the Dirty Joke Challenge. We didn't do it enough because it, it was a really great challenge. We were we were restricted, obviously, by FCC and the bosses right. um, from, from actually telling. There were some jokes you couldn't tell that well of course we're very very dirty and it was very hard to clean it up but you were so brilliant and we actually posted this on our peculiar classics if you go to our website at peculiar uh, com. why don't i just play this yeah this me? is a peculiar classic of, of a this very is... very dirty joke see i took the idea of it was that people would send i say send me a dirty joke <laughs> and i will clean it up so that it can be told over public the public airwaves that even kids listening We'll be just fine with it. But not only that, and still be funny. That was the caveat yeah. to it. Because yeah. anybody can clean up a dirty joke, yeah. but it ends up not being funny. It, it's it's very hard to do. Very hard to do. It may not be possible in all cases, but it, this was a story called... 
This was a joke called, uh, oh, what was it? The bear, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it was the bear joke. It was the bear joke, and here, here it is. Uh, the audio is a little funky here, but you'll get the idea. So since I since I am on the way out, I I thought I, uh, you know, I've always had this little challenge that I've offered to listeners that they can send me a joke, any joke, no matter how filthy the joke, and I can I can dress it up and still tell it on the air. Mm -hmm. I don't believe there's any dirty joke that cannot be told on the radio that will that will still be okay. For people of all ages, young and old, to hear, and 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 still pass muster with the Federal Communications Commission. Sometimes it takes a little work, but it and and the key is if you have to clean it up so much that it's no longer a joke, or it's not funny anymore, then then you then that's that's cheating. So I've, it's still got to be a joke. But you've got to clean it up in such a way mm -hmm. that it can be told in polite company, which we assume all company is polite. So here's my attempt today. Should I wait on this? Nah. This this yeah. one takes a little Bring work. Bring it on. This one takes a little work, okay? <clears throat> Frank was excited about his new rifle, and he decided to try bear hunting. He spotted a small brown bear, and he shot it. And then there was a tap on his shoulder. And he turned around to see a big black bear. And the black bear said, That was my cousin. And you've got two choices. Either I maul you to death. <laughs> I think I'm on how to say this part. Either I maul you to death. Yes. Or you let me make love to you. <laughs> Well, after considering briefly, Frank decided to accede to the latter alternative. So even though Which he... was what again? Hmm? What was it again? What was the latter? You heard what it was. So even though Frank felt kind of messed up for a couple of weeks after that, he recovered. He got mauled? I already... No, no, no. He... And so okay. he, he recovered and he vowed yes. revenge. So he headed out on another trip where he found that black bear, and he shot that black bear. Oh, no. And then there was another tap on his shoulder. And this time it was a huge grizzly bear standing next to him. Yes. And the grizzly bear said, that was a big mistake, Frank. That was my cousin. You've got two choices. Either I maul you to death. Or Frank says, I know, I know what the other thing is. And I'll go for that. So, again, Frank thought it was better to cooperate. And he survived. But this time it would take several months before Frank finally recovered. I'll bet. <laughs> so outraged. I mean, he was mad now. He yeah. headed back out to the woods. And he tracked down that grizzly and he shot it. Dead. And he felt sweet revenge. But then there was a tap on his shoulder, and he turned around to find a giant polar bear standing there. And the polar bear looked at him very sadly and said, Why don't you just admit it, Frank? You don't come here for the hunting, do you? <laughs> very well done. <laughs>
So you you want to issue which? See what <laughs> See, made I that? I think fu- you did a great job. Well, your your reaction, of course, in the background. So the laughing at it is, is what makes it funny. But you're so measured because this is live radio too. You just sort of went into it. You didn't have a chance to really rehearse. You could hear that you're you're very carefully measuring because you know you want to go in that direction. You can't go by law, and it still was very funny. So I don't even know what the laws really are anymore. We talked about that I don't a know couple either. of weeks ago. But uh, on a podcast, of course, I think there's the prevailing belief that well, you can just say pretty much anything yeah. you want on a podcast, can't you? Well, we still follow. Some basic protocol that has to do with things we've talked about before. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and, and we don't know what that little plink noise that you just heard back there is, I where it's that, coming I from. I think that was my 18-hour bra. Oh, it just went off. It just went off. Yeah. That's right. They have those little They have a timer in them. Um, so, I... Uh, so, you want to issue the challenge again yes. to our podcast listeners that if you have... Because you're right. We could tell a dirty joke. Nobody's monitoring us. We can do whatever we want, right? But, my, but our premise is we can take your... The filthiest joke you know, and uh, and and we'll tell it in a, in a such a way that it will still be funny, and it's still and suitable, and we it, won't get kicked off of iTunes, and we won't get kicked yeah. off of iTunes. Yeah, we don't yeah, want to get kicked off yeah. of iTunes. That's right, we don't. So uh, that's the challenge. Here's the deal, though: you can't post your filthy joke on Facebook. Yeah, we don't want to see a dirty joke on our Facebook page. So just email us comments at peculiarpodcast.com. Send it to Lisa at peculiarpodcast.com or pat at peculiarpodcast.com. Got that? So that's right. Well, All right. <laughs> this will be fun. Okay. So uh, we were really excited about talking about a story that a friend of mine alerted me to several weeks ago. And I sent this. I sent the story to you right away. Yes, and I said, oh, Lisa, can you believe intriguing. this? This is just so weird uh, and, and it's strange, but it is, is really ripe for discussion. And the story was basically that uh, Egypt's parliament, uh, the the parliament was going to consider a law that it would be legal for men living in Egypt mm-hmm. to continue to have sex with their spouse even up to six hours after she had passed away. It's such an adorable practice. And in the Didn't story, they call it farewell intercourse. I think it was something it was like called. that. And the story, I've had farewell intercourse before, but I've had lots of farewell intercourse. <laughs> not today, but but over not my life, podcast, not but, over, but over my lifetime, I've has heard lots of goodbyes, but not this kind of farewell. So long, farewell. I'll be the same tonight. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight. Yeah, well, this was so. This story was so jaw-dropping. That really, there would be a law that would make it legal for guys to have uh, sex with their with their dead wife up to six hours. Yeah, I don't know who's got a stopwatch on that thing. And, uh, and what what a random. Yeah, and we thought, boy, this is gonna be this is gonna be fun to talk <laughs> about. I don't know what we'll say about it, but it's a great. Well, it turns out to, as many of you may already know, it was a hoax. It was a hoax. It was an internet hoax, but a lot of people took it hook, line, and sinker, mm-hmm. including major, uh, you know, newspapers and uh, and news services right. uh, ar- around the so world. So how do you how did you find out that it was a hoax then? Because I know we were we were getting ready to, to <clears throat> talk about it and I just and and, uh, and treat it as a, a valid news story. But yeah. how, what how, did some? How did you find out it was? Well, a hoax? I just decided. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna go back and uh, make sure I get all the latest details on this again. That's responsible journalism. It's getting a little hazy in my memory now. I'll go check it out one more time. Make sure I got all the details right. And there, the only thing that comes up now are 
that it was a hoax. Ah, it was a prank. Okay. Uh, it had. Uh, it was intended to embarrass um, a group of people in Egypt, apparently, ah. and uh, all of that. Okay. So it turns out, though, that um, necrophilia is one of those thorny little issues that. Um, does come up from time to time. You, call, pe- you, you say that necrophilia is a thorny issue? Well, it is. That's about, that's that's the understatement of the well, year. Well, thank you, thank you. That's, <laughs> it's, that's... A, it's a prickly little issue. Well, here here's what I mean by that. I mean, a... if you think about it for a moment, and believe me, I'm just, th- I'm just playing it's the advocate thorny here. Thorny issue. That you, um, the person that you would be having this Relationship action with... with is not around. They're not here anymore. Right. Okay. They're they're dead. They're not uh, where they have then just become an object. True. There's nothing. They, yeah. yeah. So. Okay. So if you were going to advocate in favor of that practice, you could make that kind of a case for it. That, that they don't well, care. No, nobody's hurt. Who am I hurting? Yeah. I'm not right. hurting anybody. That's a very good. You do have a good point there. But now other people would say, well, you're defiling this person, the memory of this person. Uh, how dare you and, and all of that. It, it and, and and you know what else? It's creepy. How about that? It's, <laughs> it's creepy. It's creepy, but it happens. Yeah. It happens. Well, so, yeah, so, it's, so, it's a thorny issue, so, all right? <laughs> I don't really know what side I stand on. So what I, what I remembered about it, when I saw that story, I said, wait a minute. I remember that there was a lawmaker in the Washington State Legislature years ago who brought up this this thing and he wanted now this is a real story yes he wanted having sex with a dead body to be classified as a type c felony which up until then it had not been it wasn't anything uh i don't know if it wasn't anything a misdemeanor probably Uh, you know felonies reckless uh, endangerment yeah it was a felony type c implies that you know it's not as big as a type b right felony or you know it's down the list but it would be a felony could be punishable. It varies, but it could be punishable for up to a year in jail, and then a, by and death a, would be ironic, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be ironic? <laughs> Electric chair. So, so the idea of necrophilia, believe me, is not funny in and of itself. It is weird, but I couldn't help but imagine what it must have been like because I wasn't there at the legislature when this was introduced uh-huh. by the lawmaker. I I thought wouldn't what would it have been like to, you know, stand up, Mr. Speaker? I'd like to introduce him. So I created this this fake audio as if it was, and we played it on the air. It says this was uh, how it went yesterday down at the uh, legislature in Olympia, and then I recreated. So it sounded like a big <laughs> yes. big room and so everything. So this is just a radio bit. It's a radio bit. And when when was this one? Was this nineteen ninety nine something like that? I guess something I don't like that. I don't remember exactly. All right, doesn't matter when, but still. So I play this thing on the air, and then, you know, you know, we we were mostly always had our tongue in our cheek anyway. So I sure. think most people knew it was a bit, but uh, the idea of it was <laughs> my imagining that if it was me, for example, that introduced, I couldn't bring myself to say the words. In front of right, yeah, in front yeah. of all my colleagues. Exactly. So, so it's a, so it was like, Mr. Speaker, I uh, would like to introduce a um, a bill for consideration by the legislature that would um, <clears throat> that would uh, what what um, <laughs> it would make how many says the dead body a Type C felony. 
I'm sorry, what'd you say? I didn't hear that. What, what would be a type C felony? Um, uh, it would be having <coughs> with a dead body. And it, it was like that, you know. He just was kind of couldn't bring himself it's to say it. Funny. It's, it's funny. It's funny. It's just the human condition. Sure. So the end of the radio show comes and... You mean when we got fired, Pat? No, it wasn't even the day we got fired. Oh. Uh, I'm kind of... Somebody comes in and says, hey, there's a, there was a call for you while you were on the air from, uh, and I don't remember the fellow's name, but let's just say Senator... Um, Jenkins. Senator... Because you always use Jenkins. Senator Ernest <laughs> Huber. Let's say that. Okay. <laughs> I would just risk the name, grabbed it and snatched the name out of the air. <laughs> Uh, Senator Ernest, I said, oh, my God, he was the guy that introduced that bill. He might he might have heard so our he bill. So he called the radio station yes, he, looking he wanted, for you. Looking for me, Ooh. and he wanted to talk to me. Oh, I, I thought, bet he wanted to talk to you. I thought, oh, my, I could feel, you know, the hair on your legs start standing on end. <laughs> and I was really nervous. and But I said, I got to, oh, I got to call him. So I call him up, and he said, yes, Senator, Senator Huber's office. Hi. Yes, is the senator in? Just a second, I'll get him. Hello, this is Senator Huber. <laughs> no. Okay. I think he wanted him to think. Sure. He had a recording secretary of some kind. Uh, and he said, uh, yeah, this is uh, Senator Huber. Uh, Pat, I heard your show today. Uh-huh. Oh, God. And uh, let me let me just start off by saying that I think your uh, program is a very uh, delightful, generally speaking. Oh, and no. I like the young woman that you... Uh, I have on there, uh, uh, Lisa. Is it Faster? Foster. Yes. And um, she, well, but uh, and I and I thought what you did with the you know the, the story about the Type C felony and then having sex with a dead body was uh, was amusing. But I thought it also might be instructive for you to know uh, why I introduced that bill. Uh oh. I go. Uh, okay. And he said. So at this point, what are you feeling? Are you feeling like the, he's very amiable? So I know oh, he's. Okay. So I know he's not. Uh, he's not ready to uh, sue you or anything. Yeah, I don't okay. think so. Anyway. All right. So you're not afraid, so like I'll you just, are of everything else. Well, I'll just cut to the chase on it. It turns out that that is what happened to his departed mother. Some oh, guy broke God. into the funeral home. Oh God. Where she was lying in state. Oh God. Yeah. So it. So his. His motivation was which is why a lot of people heart. try to, to, to yeah. pass bills like this because it's some sort of uh, personal, personal yeah. experience that caused them a lot of pain or caused exactly. their family a lot of pain or loss. They desecrated his mother. Yeah, his, yeah. I mean, it was so. So what do you did you still did you say at that point you should? You no, know. I told him I said you know what I'm not I'm only going to play that bit one more time <laughs> and then that's it we're done we are done with it. <laughs> Because no. that is some funny stuff right there. <laughs> oh, but oh it, my gosh. It was, it was horrifying. I just, I thought, oh my gosh. You probably couldn't my apologize was, enough. Yeah. No, I couldn't apologize enough. You're right. But he couldn't have been nicer about it. But he thought it was important for me to know the context of it and, and that it was something that he thought was important enough to bring up to the legislature. Yeah. And subsequently, it did get a categorized indeed as a type C felony. So, you know, that it. It ever happens again, God forbid, somebody's going to get punished for it this time. Oh, yeah. Because uh, they couldn't apparently do anything to the guy, uh, even though they caught the guy that had broke. They only got him for break and entry yeah. for the funeral home. Isn't yeah, it it's creepy. It's creepy. Well, why don't we, uh, I, I see the time is creeping along, too. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Uh, there's something else I want to bring up, and we'll do that. 
right after this important time up. My name is Pat Cashman, by the way, and her name is Lisa Foster. Or maybe it's the other way around. I don't, I don't remember. Do you? I, it doesn't matter. Okay. A fake political announcement. In yesterday's primary election, yeah. Franklin W. Dixon lost overwhelmingly in his bid to become state representative. Look, we've been all over that. As he now goes through the five stages of grief, okay. he has arrived yes. at the bargaining stage. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean, but I do want to say this. All right. I know I popped off a little bit last time, but what I would like now, come on, can we just have a recount? But Mr. Dixon... Yeah. You received only seven votes out of thousands, sir. Well, somebody might have made an error. I mean, it happens, you know. Mr. Dixon. Just count them again. I spent so much money. Please count them again. Paid for Franklin W. Dixon for State Representative Committee. What what do you mean I only got seven votes? Well, that's what I I I know we were good for sure for eight. I don't know about that. Maybe my stupid nephew Carl forgot to pick a party. Maybe. Here's a peculiar classic. And apparently the former Soviet Union is talking about putting the long-preserved body of Lenin up for sale. Uh, Vladimir Lenin, he's been lying in state in Red Square for decades, but now maybe you can get him on eBay. I remember the day when I first brought Lenin home. I'll never forget the look on the kids' faces. When they walked into the living room and Vladimir Lenin was standing there. Oh boy, those were the memories. I remember friends would come over from all around. Friends we didn't even know we had. Just to come by and look at Lenin. And the neighborhood kids would come to the door. Mr. Cashman, can we come in and look at Lenin again? And I'd say, okay kids, but don't you pull on his goatee. Well... You know how things like that go. It's like every other purchase, sort of like buying a trampoline. It's fun at first, but then pretty soon, we stick it out in the shed, maybe up into the attic. And finally the day comes when the wife says, Honey, Lennon's gotta go. And finally it's a Saturday afternoon, the signs are up. Big yard sale at the Cashman house. Clothes, shoes, lamps, baby furniture, eight-track tape deck. Lennon. Guy walks up. How much you want for Lennon? Well, we paid $2.4 million for him. Would you take $20? Sold. A fake political announcement. In yesterday's primary election, Franklin W. Dixon lost in his bid to become state representative. Lost big. Because he spent so much money, so much time, to be your next representative. He is going through the classic five stages of grief. Denial, anger, bargaining, and at this point, depression. Sir? The, The voters were right. I'm an ass. No. I'm no good. No, that's not right. I didn't even vote for myself. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Sir? I put all my savings into this campaign. I know. Which was stupid. I mean, gee, I wonder why the voters didn't want Franklin W. Stupid to be the state representative. (laughs) Paid for Franklin W. Stupid. Not you, too. I mean Dixon for state representative committee. 
There's no committee. Uh, it's just me. I know. <laughs> this portion of Peculiar Podcast is brought to you by Amazon. Not the company, the river. When you need to dispose of someone and leave no trace, dump them in the Amazon. The piranhas will take it from there. And now, once again, Lisa Foster and Pat Cashman and Peculiar Podcast. Okay, we're uh, coming into the stretch, uh, as they say, uh, our stretch drive here. Uh, You doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Why? Did you enjoy the necrophilia topic? I love love that segment. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Can't get enough of that. Yeah, I I I don't know how you could have improved on something like that. And I I don't want to be creepy about it either. But we've had this discussion about uh, you know what you want to have happen to your body after you shuffle off this mortal coil. And I remember telling you, and I still stick to this: that you can throw me out in the woods. I don't care what you. It doesn't matter to me. Don't go to a lot of expense buying me a pretty dress and flowers and putting me in a big expensive box and you know having having everything catered and stuff because it doesn't matter yeah i'm not there anymore i don't care maybe you're not there anymore i don't care listen listen to this story all right it's out of the paper not too long ago maybe you saw it the funeral of a 28 year old waiter in southern egypt turned into a celebration when he suddenly woke up after being declared dead (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Hospital officials had pronounced this guy dead, came from some village at the southern province of Luxor, after he suffered a heart attack while working. His family says grieving relatives took him home and, according to Islamic tradition, washed his body, prepared him for burial Friday night. A doctor sent to sign the death certificate found it rather strange that the guy's body was still warm. At closer observation, he discovered, Hey, everybody! He's still alive! <laughs> and he was. I bet there are a lot of red... F- I mean, so whose head's going to roll for that? Oh, man. This was your fault, Larry. You're yeah. the one who said... Well, he was just lying there. No! said anything. That wasn't my fault. Yeah. I mean, so how I, do you get out of that? So, me throwing you out in the woods... Uh, what if you wake up out in the woods and there's a bear <laughs> well, standing only, over you? That's only if I have stupid people around going, yep, she's dead. Hopefully, the, I'll have smart people around me that if they say I'm dead, I'm really dead. Well, if you have me around you, there goes your smart people theory right out the window. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, anyway, so back to so we yeah. have a we have a new uh, a, a new uh, feature that we introduced a, a while back called our fishbowl uh, topics round robin because sometimes you know we we get these topics and we 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 don't always know what to talk about so we thought we would appeal to our listeners to yeah, well, just throw things at us on things you'd like to hear us and it can be uh, it can be anything it can be the most random topic in the world. We throw all these ideas into our fishbowl, and uh, we've I, decided we're going to start picking one out every show. That's right. So. We're going to do that in just a minute. I just wanted to read a couple of uh, things that we have received Good. via email which com- is, from which comments. Which is comments at peculiarpodcast.com. Now, you may remember a while ago, a good while ago, it's one of the outstanding podcasts that we've uh, yet generated. It's uh, received n- a number of internet awards already. Yeah, well, when was that? Uh, it was the one re- featuring the, the product called Comfort White. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it uh, generated this from Chris Sundberg, who said, What could be better than a Comfort Wipe? Well, I'll tell you. How about a Comfort Wipe with a built-in can grabber reach extender? That's right. <laughs> Useful for reaching that can of corn off the top shelf or for just grabbing that new roll of toilet paper at the time you need it most. But wait, there's more. <laughs> 
You say there can't be anything better than that? Well, bend over and hold your ankles, because here it comes. What if you had a comfort wipe with a built-in can grabber that also had a magnetic tip? What? You don't believe it? It's true. The ultimate in both comfort, convenience, peace of mind. How many times have you reached for a new roll of toilet paper and had that old fudge moment of dropping your keys you know where? (laughs) Well, don't worry anymore, because now, with the three-way patent-pending Comfort White Can Grabber Magnaprobe, you can still take care of business the old-fashioned way, but with the complete security and comfort of knowing that all your bases are covered. Act now. Don't delay. Run to the phone. Ask for operator number two. (laughs) Tell them you want our special limited-time offer, and we will absolutely uh, throw in... Absolutely free, a handy combination belt holster wall mount at no additional charge. That's I thought, brilliant. Well written. Oh. And then this one, this is uh, just from Brian, who said, I just wanted to let you know about this story. don't know if you saw it. If the name of the lake had been Sweetwater Lake or something like that, this story would have been easier to swallow. Here's the story. Raw sewage may have been leaking into Bitter Lake in North Seattle for nearly 10 years. Gee, what tipped him off? <laughs> Seattle Public Utility. Everybody's going, oh, this water is bitter, isn't it? Oh, let's call it Bitter Lake. Well, that's fine, but that doesn't explain why it's so bitter. They think it's been going on for 8, 10 years, something like that. And the lake is closed until further notice, and they got warning signs around the lake. Uh, but I'll tell you this. Um, I believe that if 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 my, if I want my sewage raw, okay? What what are you I talking think about? I raw, raw sewage of all kind is not good for you, but raw sewage by its very definition would be better for you than sewage that has been cooked. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, what is what is raw? Why do we have to say raw? I don't know, just say Isn't sewage. sewage is, yeah, sewage yeah. is sewage. Yeah. So that's Yum. why now you know why they call it bitter lake. Yum. Okay, so Let's... we we've got this uh Ball. I mean, we've got this Excuse bowl. Excuse me, it's a bowl. It's a bowl. It's a bowl. We just throw topics in as you email them in. We just keep adding. We may not pick your topic till next year. Just keep throwing them at us, and we'll dig around in the fishbowl. So grab the fishbowl. Right. We have, this Where is again, got we've got nuts and snacks in there, too. So while you're in there, if you could get me a cheese puff, that would be no, good. Cheese puff. Yeah. Actually, we okay. keep the cheese puffs in a different bowl. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'll have one Look of those. Look at the size yeah. of the cheese puff. Okay. Grab a topic. Wow. I'm going to have a cheese puff. All right. This is kind of stale. Have we changed the snacks out of the mm. fishbowl in a while, or is it? Well, these are these came from the Bitter Lake Company. <laughs> okay. Uh, up, the so- mm. up north there somewhere. Okay. okay. Here, here's, here's the topic. I'll hand it to you. All right. All right. And the topic is? All right. So this is from Joanne, and she wants us to talk about... Oh, you're going to like this. Well, I probably won't. That means I'm not going to like it, right? She's just she doesn't even go into much about. She just wants us to talk about breastfeeding. Okay. Oh, she. I bet she's referring to that Time magazine cover from some weeks ago. She that, could that, be, but she didn't really say. She just wants to talk. Honest wants us to talk about breastfeeding well, together, can... not breasts and then feeding, but together. So, Pat, <laughs> keep it together. Yeah. Okay. Breastfeeding. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, but I, yeah, I've never done it. I'm no good at it. I don't think I would be. So that's the end of my contribution. Which is interesting because men have nipples. What is oh, that? Oh, I know. <laughs> chug a look, chug a look. Why do you have nipples? You check these out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that that looks infected. Does it look infected? Yeah. yeah that's why, because I had I had one of those little <laughs> rings on it for a long time. I did it on a bet. Stupid. It looked like a towel rack. It was way too big. So. <laughs> I took it. I had to take it off. But so, 
But I, I think the uh, the the big flap came about a few weeks ago. They yes. had a they had a woman on the cover of Time magazine, and there's a kid standing next to her, uh, who's who's breastfeeding. What was he four? The kid three? looked like he might have been about nineteen. I don't know, something <laughs> like that. But it, it was the the odd oddness of it, I guess, to some people was that here's a kid who can walk, who can stand, uh, who looks like a toddler. And he's, um, you know, he's yeah. uh, bellied up to the bar there. Yeah, why are we still talking about this? What, What is well, it? Well, because you drew it out of that bowl. No, That's but why. no, but I mean, then, why did Time Mad, that, that, I remember that. Everybody was all up in arms. Everybody's on, on Facebook posting like, oh my God, can you, and I'm thinking, really, why are we still talking about a mother feeding her child at, at whatever age? Let them wean themselves. They'll know when they're done. My wife believes, my wife believes that, you should let the child breastfeed until the point that they say, "Hey, mom, I'm thirsty." <laughs> I mean, when the kid, in other words, she says, "When the kid can can ask for it." Yeah. And maybe that might be a why? time. But why? Because well, we are the only culture that thinks that we, the, and maybe not the only one, but there are many cultures who believe that that is um, that we shouldn't be weaning them when they're six months or a well, year when old. When does it go from a? But what does it hurt? When does it go from to I'm every mountain? Well, you know now we're I mean? getting into a whole different subject. <laughs> no, I have a friend. I have a friend, and I have talked about it, a guy friend, who said uh, he said I know this doesn't sound very enlightened, and it isn't, but the idea of sharing. A boob with a little kid so cre- creeps delicate. me out. That is so selfish. I, that's his. That's that not me. So that's so selfish. It's an old joke about two babies complaining to each other. One baby saying, "Are you you still breastfeeding?" Said, "Yeah, but man, it ain't much fun sharing a nipple with a guy that smokes cigars." I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> terrible old joke. Awful, but uh, anyway, so anyway, but but I that was my first thing, and when I was a kid, I knew zero about how it all worked, about it, about female anatomy, uh, how babies were conceived, uh, uh, all yeah. of that. I didn't know that till I was about, I'd say, thirty six, something like that. <laughs> so you didn't know that babies were fed by their mamas that way, and not really. I don't remember that my mom did it. I don't think she did. Well, so you were the oldest of how many? Five? Yeah. So you never saw, so she didn't breastfeed her boys. You were bottle fed? Well, what I was doing, which will explain. What I was referring to, we were out on a, like a Boy Scout picnic, and I was out running around with some other guys, and I came around this bush, and there was a woman that I knew was was the mom of one of my uh, friends breastfeeding. Her, her newest baby. Oh, my God. And I just, I could, I just, she didn't see me, and I ducked back, and I went, oh, my God. <laughs> oh. I oh, remember that. What? What was that? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh. oh. Hey, Alan. Pat, you want to keep playing? <laughs> no, I'm going home. Be by I, myself for a while. I just couldn't. I just couldn't get over it. Yeah, I, I, just, I know. I remember. I'm, I'm a girl. I'm a girl, and you know, when you're little, you don't have any of those things that grown women have. So they're they're fascinating on on that level too. I right. remember. I remember being stunned the first time I saw our neighbor down the street. 
had a baby and she had her had the baby fastened to her breast and it was you do feel like you're intruding because it's yeah. such a private part of your body but i think when it becomes when a child is attached to it it doesn't necessarily have to be private because now it's not used that that part of the body is has a couple of purposes when you're feeding a child it's not doesn't necessarily need to be well there's a reason there's two of them too <laughs> why well you know so <laughs> don't yeah no never mind don't, don't, yeah. but but then when you uh when you are uh, finished this is another way you would know it seems to me when it's time for the baby perhaps to stop breastfeeding mm -hmm. because when it when it's just still you just gently pull it away that's cute and that's sweet but when you when you try to remove the child from your breast and this is the sound you hear <laughs> that suggests to me that that child doesn't want to be torn away from that and there he's got another agenda besides just nourishment let's put it that way that i i don't i don't have a problem with it i don't know who it's hurting it's like we were talking about the have you ever breastfed i've got a lovely bunch of coconuts i mean i know you have not I know you haven't had any children that you know of. So that's a really, really very private question. So have you? I mean... <laughs> Quit asking. Well, so, I mean, you could fill in for somebody, a, a mom, couldn't you? Well, they're, you know, if I wanted to be a wet nurse, and they have those in other, yeah. in other right. cultures as well. Yeah. Does it pay well? That's what I want to know. Because well, if it pays well, I'm on it. If it pay, pays well, they don't call it wet nursing anymore. <laughs> Sing and roll a bowl, a ball, a penny, a pill. A fake political announcement. Franklin W. Dixon lost his primary bid to be state representative yesterday. Since learning of his humiliating and overwhelming defeat, he has gone through the long-recognized five stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression. And now he is at the final stage, acceptance. Mr. Dixon, you were trounced in yesterday's election, and you will not be a state representative. Okay. Paid for, Franklin W. Dixon for State Representative Committee. You want to go out and grab a salad? Sure. Spinach, maybe? Maybe not. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.